Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Were you bullied as a kid at school? Yes, I was. And it was because I was different. And I didn't fully understand it myself back then. But people always used to say, oh, yeah, you're gay. And they just flippantly say that. And I hadn't identified whether I was gay, whether I was like boys or anything like that at that stage. And it's why I do a lot of, of what I do. Because people in that young age, going through enormous change already, right? Your body's changing, going through puberty. You don't know who your real friends are. You don't know who you are as a person. And then to try and add a layer of sexuality or gender identity on top of that is just massive and you see it in the unfortunate the suicide rates of my community funnily enough the bullies were ended up being gay people themselves no way this is episode 139 hello and welcome to my podcast show your coach Helen Yuskovic. This is the Smart Chat series. This is an episode where I chat to an expert or a thought leader from around the world on a certain topic. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Today's podcast has been split into two different parts on how to handle life's challenges with rainbow kids with superstar Dion Alexander. Hi Dion. Hi Helen. Dion makes me laugh guys. Dion is a how can I describe Dion? You are actually, literally, a human version of a rainbow <laughs> with the pot of gold. I don't know. I'm still trying to find it. Like, I don't know where that is. I don't think Alfie can find it either. <laughs> you're like a newborn little kitten playing with its toy. You have so much energy. You're like a sunflower. You're like a rainbow. You're like glitter and gold. That's how I can describe you, Dion. And you're just like a bundle of joy. I love you. I love you too. You you light that up sometimes. You know, you shine a light on that glitter, that's for sure. (laughs) So I was lucky enough to meet Dion where I, we used to work together um still sort of kind of do f f45 and dion i'd love to pass the mic over to you just so that you can let people know who you are 
where you've come from, what you're doing. I forgot to add that Dion recently got crowned Mr. Gay Pride Australia. We have someone absolutely famous on the show. This is so exciting. So Dion, what led you to where you are today? It's a very, very good question, Helen. And I had to dive really deep into this as it's not something that I always you know, think on and, and reflect on. And it's not something that became like abundantly clear to me. Like there's not a moment in time where I thought this is what's changed me and this is what's made me become an advocate for the rainbow or the um, LGBTQIA plus community. But just hearing stories about how gay, lesbian people, you didn't hear much about trans people and the rest of the, the rainbow, their stories back in the day, how hard it was for them growing up and how society didn't accept them. And then reflecting internally on what sort of impact that's had on my journey. And I think as you slowly start to hear stories like the, the 78 ers the, the first marchers, uh, Mardi Gras, who you know, were beaten, got locked up and how- Hold that, on. Hold on, What yes, is the 78ers? On. The 78ers in 1978, it was in June, that was the first Mardi Gras march. So how fabulous it was two weeks ago was not how it was the first time. They all got incarcerated, they all got beaten, they were ostracized. The Sydney Morning Herald published all of their names or anyone that was over 18 published all their names in the paper to sort of out them as outcasts to, to really affect their work. And you hear like terrible, terrible stories like that and people's attitudes. And then I just think to my journey as a, a kid and how, you know, obviously I wasn't born in 78, but I was born a couple of decades later and how that's then impacted on my journey and how I've been able to, you know, how it's hindered me being able to become my true self. That's crazy. I never knew the 78ers. I yeah, don't think yeah, very, very, very good story. Wow. I'd love to share a link with that story on the show notes so that people can just get more informed. It's so sad. Very, very sad. It's sort of like African-Americans and how they were just outcasted. And I was watching or listening to something yesterday and it just blew my dentists. African-American people were not allowed to see a white dentist. And if they couldn't find an African-American dentist, they had to go to the vet to pull out their teeth. That's crazy. Dion, it just blew my mind. And I've got to try to remember what that was that I was watching or listening to so I can share it with you. My heart just broke. And now that you just said that, that's something that I'd love to like research a little bit more. So sad. We don't know what's happened. You know, before us, we're sort of lucky in our era at the moment, but it wasn't always the way. So, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about Mr. Gay Pride and how what happened there and how did you get into that? Were you approached? How did you get crowned? Like what was I saw Alfie? Being like your fangirl and doing all your stories and photos. And tell me, how did that all happen? Uh, (laughs) Well, a a very good friend of mine, uh, JB Carroll, he sent me a link and he's like, you need to apply for this. You would be perfect. And then I looked at it and I'm like, 
would I though? <laughs> but, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that I have done in the community as an advocate before this point in time. And so things like the marriage quality campaign and getting heavily involved in, in that, you know, running sessions for phone calls, handing out flyers at train stations for the three months leading up to the postal vote. And then the stuff that I do with the, the Rainbow Swans. So, you know, we're the official supporter group of the Sydney Swans and we get together, we have catch-ups and we also then... Um, also invest in the community and try and make sure that there's um, you know some linkage and uh, some work that's happening in the the community in, re- in regards to ending homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia in sport. So I guess there was I guess I was qualified to 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 do the job, and it was an application process. You know, we we've gone through, and it's very much about us having an issue that we want to champion uh, and we want to bring change to. So the thing that I uh, chose was to end homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia in sport. And I'm really looking at the moment, particularly with the AFL, to try and have a men's pride round in the AFL. It's a bit of a, a topic with them, a hot topic at the moment, something that they've sort of shied away from, but something that they definitely you know can happen given that there's the the women's competition had a pride round um last year i just want to repeat what dion just said because it was so important so dion let's just continue so dion you back in my day as i was saying there was lgbt right and what's happened as we've evolved is that people realize that they can't they don't fit into i'm not a lesbian they don't fit into being a bisexual. It's like, how come I have to be one of four? And yep. it's so interesting <laughs> how long the list is. We we need to come up with like an umbrella term, Dion. That's why I love Rainbow. That's why I love Rainbow because then, you know, it encompasses everyone and we, we don't miss people because we really don't want to miss people out of them being identified and them being present because, you know, if they don't see like someone like them out in the community or they haven't heard of the term before, then they just think they're weird. Yeah. And they go back into, you know, all that high school where they were bullied for being different and people, you know, there's a great deal of shame in the community um, and there shouldn't be. And it's all because people think that they're different, but, you know, we really need to make sure that everyone is covered and that they're all present because then they will feel like they're not alone because no one should be alone. Let's start a movement and let's call it Rainbow. Rainbow, done. And it'll just make life so much easier for me because I can't memorise it. LGBTQI+. A+. A+. You're almost there. You're almost there. Do the movement for us, guys. For that, us with bad memories. Dion, I wanted to ask you something. We were talking about LGBTQI. Bullied. Were you bullied as a kid at school ever? Yes, I was. And it was because I was different. And I didn't fully understand it myself back then. But people always used to say, oh, yeah, you're gay. And they just flippantly say that. And I hadn't identified whether I was gay, whether I was like boys or anything like that at that stage. And it's why I do a lot of why of what I do, because people in that young age going through enormous change already, right? Your body's changing, going through puberty. You don't know who your real friends are. You don't know who you are as a person. And then to try and add a layer of sexuality or gender identity on top of that is is just massive and you see it in the unfortunate the the suicide rates of my community how old were you when you were being bullied 
I uh, was in high school. So it was early high school. So very much happened. You know, so year seven, eight, nine, even year 10. Wow. Funnily enough, the bullies were ended up being gay people themselves. No so, um, way. It was... Yeah, there's like a lot of internalized homophobia that comes through. And it's quite common, actually, people that are not dealing with it themselves. And you see this with all parts of life, right? Yes. So people that are not successful will always make nasty remarks about people that are successful. You know, people that are true to themselves, they get, you know, lots of comments made by them to, to people that haven't found their true self yet. So it is human nature, but yeah, it is one of those unfortunate things too. And it's one of those things that when you're confused about who you are and then you're being bullied because someone else sees something in you, but then you haven't totally figured that out for yourself at a very vulnerable age, it, it doesn't help you grow into the person you want to grow into. Do you think bullying is still big now? I think it's worse than ever. Really? I think because kids can hide, you know, I used to think about our schoolyard and you'd go home at three o'clock and at least then the bullying would stop at three o'clock. Oh, I see what you're saying. But now you've got all those devices, you've got social media, like the bullying just goes from they get to school, they probably don't do it in person as much as what they used to anymore, but then they go home and then they have to be subject to online bullying for another eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, because it'll keep them up at night. I thought this was much more accepted now. I think there is, but it just depends on where you are too and the attitudes of, of parents as well. So the only people get bullied because they're different. Mm. And so that's why you find with people with disabilities, you know, a lot of racism happens with black and brown people and then from the, the rainbow community as well. And, you know, it was when I what was crowned Mr. Gay Pride Australia, we were in Hay and that was a really good experience for me because that's a small regional town in New South Wales in Australia and, you know, the population's like 2,500 of Hay. <laughs> So not very many people, but you think of that then and then you think of like conservative attitudes and everyone knows everyone's business. But just to see that, you know, there was a change there, which is fabulous because they've done some amazing work in the community to to bring up awareness. But where that awareness is not strong, you know, even look at the marriage equality campaign results and the area in between where you live, Helen, and where I live, that only 27% of those people voted yes for marriage equality. And that's only five years ago. Crazy, Dion. Crazy. I remember when I was at school, this was before 2000, I was like Erin Brockovich when it came to like bullies at school and I just hated anyone being bullied. And I remember this gay boy at school and the poor guy had red hair. So imagine being gay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Super white with orange hair. 
Right. right? Yeah. In the western suburbs where I grew up. And he used to get bullied. And then when I like witnessed that, I'm like, stay with me. And then I'm like, they're going to have to pass me first before they bully you. And then so, yeah, I was like that. Even with the Asian community, when we were growing up at school, they yeah. used to get really bullied and they used to stick to themselves. And yeah, I used to just get in there all the time and just be like, you're going to have to get through <laughs> this me. That's why we love you. You look like you're such a kind soul. And then, then when someone's being bullied, you're like, you're going to have to I get to I can't handle me. it when someone gets hurt. I never was in like a punch-up fight. I am not – it's not my nature to do that. But if there's like someone being hurt intentionally, I just can't stand it yep. at all. I don't even care if it doesn't involve me. I'm just that type of person. And it's so nice now to see that people are having more of a voice. This is way more accepted and people are feeling a little bit more inclusive and they have a safe space to go to. And just coaching adolescents now that have identity issues, I can see how like big that problem is. And you know, sometimes you don't have to identify as anything. Like I've had a child that came to me and like, I don't know who to be. And I was like, what do you mean? And then he told me about the communities at his school and that this girl likes, uh, there's all these terms now, gay, gray sexual, and there's so many terms now, right? And he's like, I don't know which one I am. And then after we like broke it down, I'm like, you can just be who you are. You don't need to label yourself anything. Correct. Which is why I think the term rainbow might be just better. Yeah. Because sometimes kids, they're so young and they're so confused with who they want to be that it's overwhelming. And then I have other children that know exactly who they are. I am this, 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 and that. And I'm like, beautiful. I just want you to be happy. Correct. Right. Don't don't focus so much on these labels, whether it's an illness, whether it's a sexuality, whether it's a pronoun, whatever it is, just be happy and confident. That's all Correct. I really want Correct. for adolescents. And yeah, it's full on at school now that I think about it's way confusing. Way confusing. Yeah, we never had that. And I think sometimes like no, like labeling things is is good because it gives people an understanding of like, well, you know, I feel like I am you know, pansexual or I feel like I am intersex or, um, That's you know, right. it Those gives them terms. something. Yes. Yeah. It, it gives someone something to go like, well, I'm not heteronormative, so I'm not heterosexual, but this doesn't really, you know, tick the box for me. But you know what? This term does. And then that gives them something to go, hey, like I'm not weird. There's other people like me. But then at the same stage, like we don't need to get ourselves all confused about it. Like we just need to be us. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful in that stage. If you can just be you, then you'll end up finding a, a community and you don't have to necessarily label it. Just labeling helps then you go, hey, I'm not weird. There's other people like me. I'm not alone. Totally. My friend group is so diverse and I think it's good to just accept everyone for who they are. This little boy, he was just like, I like girls. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't like boys. I'm like, okay. He's like, but now my girlfriend wants to dump me because she's now a lesbian. And I was like, oh. Okay. And then so it just sort of like left him confused. Yep. Yep. And there's just all of this stuff going on. And then he was telling me, he's like, she has a list. I said, how long is the list? And he's like, there's at least 10 to 15 people that she has to still date. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then he's like, <laughs> what so is happening here? now it's my turn. He's like, but then with all the different things, she's like experimenting with a whole bunch of things. And then she's got a wait list of people to date. And these kids were 14. 
Where was our wait list for people to date? Like we were good kids, weren't we? Dion, a wait list. <laughs> and it's like you're done. Next, I'm going to go try this lesbian thing. But I think what that is, and this is what I was telling him, is it's experimentation. Yes. And she's trying to figure out who she is and what she likes and what she doesn't like, and it's nothing to do with you. If no. you like girls, then you just like girls, boy, because I like boys and I'm a girl and I'm happy with that too. Correct. And then he's Correct. like, okay, and that was it. That's all he needed, just a space to speak. Um, so a rainbow kid, I just love this term so much. Can you share a little bit about your growing up, Dion, a little bit more of that, what you found hard and what then was also really great about it, if anything? <laughs> yeah, I think definitely like what was hard for me. And I think that I was probably, I don't, you don't want to use the word privilege, but my upbringing was probably a little bit easier than some other people's that you hear. I mean, I was. Yeah. Why was yours easier? Would you say? Yeah. I think that I had some uh, very accepting parents, even though it was, you know, at a time when I was coming out, it was still, you've got to look at over my lifespan, homosexuality has been illegal in certain states. So it's only just stopped being illegal in some states during my lifetime. So that obviously affects people's opinions and it affects then people really care about other people's opinions of them. How old were you when you told your mum? I was 18, so it was actually quite oh, late. Oh, you were like yeah. 18, yeah. an adult. Yeah, yes, yes. And had so, you have known before that? Yes. So I think I had one of my first thoughts or I was like, oh, that boy's pretty cute at like probably uh, 12, 13. Okay. But I didn't really understand it at the time. And I like still have that memory of seeing that boy and being like, oh, he's pretty cute. And then like, oh, what was that? And then pushing it to the side and not really going anywhere with it. Yeah, when I was 15 is probably when I understood that I did like boys and, you know, I was attracted to males. But then I spent the next sort of three years not wanting to labeling it, not wanting to sort of discover it anymore. And I think two years, like as a kid growing up, you go, oh, I've got to go get married. I've got to have a, a wife, a house, you know, kids and all that sort of stuff. And that's like seen as this dream that everyone should aspire to. I know I've clearly failed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> But you've got those societal norms and sort of pressures that are coming through and they really guide then, you know, your sense of identity because it's like, well, no, I can't go down this path. For me at 15, it was like, but everyone sees me getting married to someone. So I can't go down this path of being a gay man because everyone sees me and I see myself getting married at some stage and raising a family. Mm. And so those two things when I was going through childhood weren't synonymous with each other. It wasn't like, yes, you can be gay married and you can have kids in this beautiful rainbow family. It was you're either married to a woman or you're not married at all. And then, you know, have you failed at life? Yes. I mean, I now thank the Lord that there is rainbow parents too. And with kids that are thriving, a child just needs love. 100%, 100%. And all the studies show it. So any conservative that wants to go on and bash and say that, you know, two men raising a child or two women raising a child is not good for them. And, you know, the evidence is quite clear that when there's love in the home, then the child will flourish. My best friend, she's Kiwi. It's not like a rainbow household, but they just don't do well with male partners. So anyway, they have babies (laughs) and the women raise them. And these kids 
are absolutely fine with two, three, four women in the households, aunties and stuff, raising them and they have no issues. Happy baby, thriving baby, nothing wrong with it, that there's not a man in the house. So why do you have to have a man and a woman? Like I think what it's coming to is like feminine energy and masculine energy, right? Correct. And we have that within ourselves. So why can't we just tap into that and then give the confidence to single parents as well that we can do it because we do have masculine energy. We do have feminine energy. So just tap into what it is that your child needs at any certain point. Correct. And like that's where we're going with sort of the gender scale too, right? So I think gender on a continuum where being very masculine and feminine for a very long time, but you'll fit anywhere along that scale at any point in time. So as people that say that they don't identify with either, I understand that more and more these days because I know that there's some very masculine traits of mine and then there's some very feminine traits of mine. And it's fine to have both. It doesn't totally. make me any more of a, a man or any any more of a you know a woman. Yeah. You know, so I choose to identify as a, a male and that's because I see that I align better on a you know, masculinity scale to, to a male side. But, you know, there are very nurturing traits that I probably picked up from my mother, which I would describe as very feminine. So cool. I, I tried to convert Dion, guys, because I wanted to marry him and I just thought he was my perfect partner. But he won't. Alfie took him off me. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting, Dion, is when I was doing theatre shows, <laughs> there was this guy and I remember I'm just like naturally flirtatious or something. I don't know. And I remember we're in a theater show and I noticed him starting to get really uncomfortable around me. And I was like, what's going on with this guy? And then he pulled me aside and he's like, Helen, I need to tell you something. I said, what's that? And then he's like, I'm gay. And then I'm like, I know. He's like, what? He said, I thought you liked me. I'm like, no. I'm like, I would, but like, no, I don't. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then I just realized, Dion, that my perfect man is a gay man and it will never work. <laughs> you just need to find someone on that, you know, gender spectrum that's a little bit more, <laughs> must be a little bit more feminine. You that's made just me what because you're looking I'm, for. You're looking for I'm a bit masculine. Yeah, see? That's yeah. what you're looking for. We'll find him for you, Helen. You're a beautiful soul. We will find him for you. Oh, that's so funny. Dion, it's time for your first curveball. Are you ready to play? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> your first curveball is please share with the listeners something interesting about you. Maybe that most people don't know. Oh, something interesting about me. Well, actually, I've got a good one stored up because this one, not many people know about, but also it's quite left of field in that I have represented Australia before. So obviously, I'm going to go represent Australia as Mr. Gay Pride Australia, but I've represented Australia before in the sport of temp in bowling. So I went over to Abu Dhabi in 2012 and was on the Australian team for temp in bowling. So it's a, yeah, a little known fact about me. And like, people are like, what? You made an Australian team for bowling? That's so cool. Are you? telling me that you're going on to do other things apart from Mr. Australia? What did you mean by that? So there's a Mr. Gay world that I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot over there. Apparently it's really like busy and full on. And so that'll, we're looking like it'll happen at the end of May, start of June, and that'll be to South Africa, it looks like at this stage. So they're still locking in details, but yeah, I'll go as Australia's representative this year to the Mr. Gay world competition. This year? 
this year. Yes, I think that's when your podcast is going to be released too, you know. <laughs> that's so exciting. Good luck, Dion. Is Alfie Thank coming you. with you? He wants to come, yes. So he started a new role at work, so he's hoping that he'll, um, he'll be able to get some time off. You have to over. have someone come with you. 100%. That's so exciting. Are you nervous? hope you enjoy the show today remember you can jump on my instagram to let me know your thoughts on my podcast show i would love to see it and if you have a moment please share a five-star review on apple podcast so that we can help move the show along together if you share a review please send me a screenshot of it so that i can send you a thank you gift thank you for joining me on this week's episode i'll see you next week for next week's episode bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.